Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life. Uh, Ann Harder here with you, and it is a delight for me to welcome to the podcast studio here on the 21st floor of the Alico Building, Karen Mills. And I have just been a big fan of your comedy for a while now. Oh, thank you so much. And when I heard you were coming to Waco, and I'm just grateful that you could carve out a little bit of time before your show. Absolutely. My to... pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> well, we, we had a chance to do a little Facebook Live a minute ago, and it, and it was fun, a, a way to kind of, kind of break the ice. But you're here for um, a show to benefit Community Cancer Association. Yes. yes. So <clears throat> you're a comedian, but you have woven your own story about cancer in your comedy. Now, how does that work? Well, you know, I, I look for humor in everything, whether it's something that happens at the grocery store or going through cancer. I mean, it's, it's a coping skill, and it's also do, the importance of, of humor getting through things. You know, everybody has something. And most, and everybody's been touched by cancer one way or the other, whether yeah, they've had it or, or not, yeah. right. And uh, and if it's not cancer, it's something else. But humor always applies as a, as a way to cope with any challenges, I believe, and uh, a way to overcome them. And c- because having a positive attitude and having a lightness of your spirit helps everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I had seen that you said a doctor initially told you, get all the negative people out of your life. Yeah, he he said, I don't care if it's your mother. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if anybody negative, and not talking about my no, mother specifically, mother, right? yeah. just so she, saying. You, you've woven her into something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too, yeah. But just saying that it doesn't matter who it is. If if they're not lifting you up, then right. you need to separate from that till you can heal. Yeah. Well, I, of course, I love the work of Community Cancer Association, particularly because I refer to them as the boots on the ground. Right. I mean, they're the ones that are helping people get to appointments. Helping to provide funds, helping to do a lot for people who are in that coping yes. mode. Yes, it's so wonderful, all the organizations that do that. And, and it, you know, it's so important to support those people. One time I remember this lady walking up to me in a parking lot and asking, saying she was trying to get gas money to go for a chemo and show me her port. Oh. And it just broke my heart. And yeah. so um, so these type of organizations are so important to help people that are just trying to to make it and need some little extra assistance. And there's, there's a lot of advancements that have been made. Yes. Which is great, which is wonderful. But your, your journey began in 2013, yes. correct? Yes. Just a regular appointment and... I had one episode of where I had some severe cramping in my abdomen and, um, and it lasted for about 30 minutes. I almost went to the emergency room, but instead I did what most people would do. And I went to WebMD 
<laughs> and diagnose myself. Yeah. And so I. What did you come up with? IBS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so, but that was the only episode that I'd had. And uh, I, I really didn't give it any other concern because mm -hmm. I knew I had my regular checkup coming in about six weeks. And so I thought, well, uh, you know, yeah. everybody's had cramps at one time or another, so right. I'm not going to worry about it yeah. uh, since it didn't happen again. And I actually forgot to even tell the nurse practitioner when she said, if you had any, you have any concerns or, right. and I'm like, Anything no. happened? Yeah. yeah, right. And I thought, no. And so then she was examining me and we were just joking about aging and she got to my abdomen and the blood drained out of her face and she said you have a huge mass really yeah she's and she said didn't you feel that and I did I mean when people say didn't you have any symptoms I'm like well I was tired uh I never felt like I could uh, empty my bladder uh but you know, and I couldn't get rid of the weight in my stomach, but everybody I know my age struggles with those same things. Yeah, so, I that came after yeah, menopause. yeah, that's right. It's all <laughs> symptoms that, that go along with menopause. And so I yeah. ever, you know, I just wrote it off to that. And I think so many people do. And that's why it's so important to, to just be checked. Exactly. And I mean, I think that's really crucial because when things are found early, the outcome can be much better. Yes. So you went through surgery, I take it. I did. I went through surgery. Uh, Turns out that I had one oversize of cantaloupe, one the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. And your line about that is? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out my muffin top was a fruit salad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. to YouTube. You'll see a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, the, the, my college roommate was a nurse anesthetist who put me to sleep, yeah. and which I suddenly became extremely grateful that while I was goofing off in college, she was studying. Uh, but she gave me a play-by-play -play of how it all went down and said my uh, doctor had diagrammed me from breastbone to pelvic bone and across, and that she had given me enough anesthesia for a four-hour surgery because that's what he anticipated. Yeah. But when he made that first vertical cut, my right over came flying out size of cantaloupe, and then my left over popped out size of a grapefruit. So just snip, snip, and you were done, huh? Yeah, so it, it ended up taking half the time. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, now, you say you were goofing off in college. That is not true. So we're going to go back into history a little bit to your college career because you are something of a legend at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, and that uh, at a tiny 5'2", yes. you were a stellar basketball player and really set all kinds of records as a point guard. I I had my day. Yeah, uh, this is 1981, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. No, 81. Yeah. Ni 1981, <laughs> yeah, I led the nation assist, yeah. and, um, and I was named All-American a couple of years, and so... And I'm, but you had the first female or male athlete at your school to, 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 do to that. get that in division one. Yeah. In division one. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. And, and my, actually I'm known in the area, uh, for, uh, my high school state tournament, our team was back-to-back -back state and national champions, the Bradley Barrett's wow. in Cleveland, Tennessee. We were back-to-back -back state and national champions two years in a row and had a 90-game winning streak. So uh, so a lot of the people in the area, they know me from UTC, but they also know me from, uh, yeah. from playing at Bradley because in 1976, <laughs> 
um, my coach, Jim Smith, he's in the Women's National Basketball Hall of Fame. And he's very much a role player type of coach. And he wanted me to feed the ball to Data. She was our 6'3 yeah. center. And yeah. he did not want me to shoot. And I saw every day I just feed her the ball and 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 she was great and scored and I, that wasn't my job. Right. So, but he would make me stay after school every day and make 250 shots before I could go home. Wow. And I never understood why I had to why? stay when I didn't even I never hardly, take a shot. Yeah, I hardly ever shoot in a game. Well, fast forward to the uh, to the final state championship, 1976. There's three seconds on the clock and we're down by one. And the game plan is for me to inbound the ball to Data and for her to take the shot. Yeah. Well, I inbounded the ball to Data. She was double teamed. She flipped the ball back to me, and I hit the shot to buzzer to win state championship. So it was the perfect example of preparation meeting yeah. opportunity. And yeah. I would like to tell you that I knew my time would come, so I stayed after school every day, and I made 250 shots before I went home. But that's not true. Coach <laughs> Schmitty knew the time would come when Data would be double teamed, and he was going to make sure <laughs> that I was ready. That's yeah. right. You could make that shot. Oh wow! What a story. That's that's fabulous. Of course, <clears throat> here in Waco, you know, we're just we're all enthusiastic about our Lady Bears and yes, and what a what a what a wonderful team and the men's team. And you know, Kim Mulkey played well too. Yeah, back when I played, Kim. Sure. Mul yeah, I was going to say you yeah. probably yeah. knew her through through all that, and uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome. So you thought you might be a coach, but then the sort of the comedy bug yeah. bit you. Yeah, you know, this is something that. Um, that I'll never have forgotten. We used to do this thing called Meet the Mocks, and that was the Booster Club would come, uh -huh. and we would introduce the players or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I always wrote something in a creative way to introduce the team. Mm -hmm. uh, we did takeoffs on Saturday Night Live. We did all these different things. It was yeah, just a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was just a lot of fun, and it would introduce the players. Mm -hmm. Well, this one uh, Saturday Night Live thing we did was hilarious. And when uh, when I was leaving, this gentleman, uh, well into his 80s, stopped me, and he said, what do you plan on doing after you graduate? And I said, oh, I'm going to coach. Uh, and he said, this is your gift. He said, you really need to think about this. And I'm like, I have to have health insurance. I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, see yeah. any, I didn't know of a career yeah. to where I could use that. I really didn't. I, I didn't know how to pursue that. Uh -huh. And so. Um, so in but, your town, not too many improv right, bars or right. things Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so, and, 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 but I never forgot it. Yeah. And and his wisdom of mm -hmm. seeing that that was where I should go that direction yeah. because and, and of course he knew my sports career but he just could see a light in me when I did that too uh -huh. you know uh -huh. oh no no question when I see you you know on stage for sure uh that's true now pushing three decades of doing this right yes yeah October was 30 years 30 years yes and um and you've just traveled I'm sure all over the country Yes. Um, the delightful Leanne Morgan. Yes. Uh, and I really think I just kind of came became aware of, of either of you through Dry Bar Comics. Yes. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yes, we we both, uh, Dry Bar, very smart. They realized there was a, an audience for people who like clean comedy. Yeah, yeah, and, I don't, right. Yeah, and so they started uh, doing these specials. And I was asked to do one. And then... Um, and I actually recommended Leanne because there were very few women. And they said, do you know anybody else that would be great for this? And I said, Leanne Morgan. And, and I'll tell you, um, in October, this is how, how quickly things can change. In October of 
2019, Leanne called me from Zanies in Chicago. And she said, I just don't know if I can keep doing this. Oh. She had sold 20 tickets. Now she sells 10,000 oh, in a weekend. Huge I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. she said, I'm going to give this last ditch effort to this um, social media guys. And they're going to cut up some clips. Uh -huh. She had video that we had done when we did a, sh a show together in Chattanooga. And they took that video and chopped them up into clips. And they started going viral. And I mean, she has not stopped. Yeah. She just finished shooting a movie with Reese Witherspoon and Will Ferrell. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a great metaphor for life, you yeah, know, that really. you never know what tomorrow brings. No, I mean, and during COVID, I know she was doing a lot yes. of, uh, would she make a trip to Costco? <laughs> yeah. And I was said, just watch it. <laughs> what she was buying at Costco. I we know. don't even have a Costco in Waco. Yeah, but, she talked about Jello salad all through uh, uh, the pandemic and oh, everybody sent her oh, yeah. recipes oh, yeah. and latched well, on to that. Well, you know, and it's that reality of, you know, it's, you know where, where we are, we hear your observation of life, you know, and, and put a funny turn to it. And it's just, Delightful. Well, and, uh, I, I, I had said earlier, you know, it is scriptural. You know, laughter does good like a medicine. Yes. And and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, people have just gotten so, I don't know, they just take offense at everything. It's true. And they can't even laugh anymore I know. at stuff. It's true. I, I, I agree. People have just gotten so defensive about everything and and so tribal and you know yeah. and laughter is that that's one thing i love about just doing the shows and and the laughter that it brings to people because i can guarantee you in audiences of you know thousands of people you have different people with different views on politics oh, yeah. on religion on everything but for those moments while we're laughing everyone is unified that's right. and i love that so much yeah that's that's right. And uh, and this is something, you know, you've been doing for a number of years. <clears throat> Where do you call home? What is what is home for you? Chattanooga. It is Chattanooga. Yeah, so you I, it is. Yeah. I lived in Atlanta for 18 years and actually started in comedy there at the punchline. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And but I moved back to uh, Chattanooga about 20 years ago to be closer to my uh, parents. And right. Yeah. Right. You've got you've got family there and that's that's great. Um, pets. I mean, you oh, have... yeah, I have a fur family. <laughs> Well, so do you bring them along with you or do you? No. And I, at one time I had four dogs, two cats. Now I'm down to just two dogs. Okay. And, um, and my little chihuahua, when she, when I rescued her, she was pregnant. Didn't know it, but oh. she was pregnant. And she had three puppies, but only two lived. Well, a friend of mine took both babies. Mm -hmm. And when I go out of town... They stay there, and they know that's, that she is her mommy. And They still do. Oh, that's they great. do. It is the sweetest love fest. Every time they see her, they just lose their mind, those babies <laughs> do. And uh, so it gives. It would be hard for me to be on the road as much as I am if I didn't know that they were right. somewhere happy and have a backyard and can play and are well taken care of. Right. So I'm so grateful for right. that because <laughs> they bring great. me so much joy. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. They, you know, they're just unconditional it is. And it's like you've been gone for a year when I see you and they're, you know. They yeah, just it doesn't matter if I've been to Waco or if I've been to the grocery store. It's the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, I mean, you have a publicist, though. So you have people that kind of help, you know, uh, steer your career. So how, how is that going? How is that? That's been a, a good move, I guess. Uh, yes, I um 
you know, I've, I'm as busy. It, it's so crazy. And, and I credit Leanne for a lot of this, not just because she, she takes me on a lot of her dates, but because of her just bringing, you know, women over 50. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been saying for years, no one speaks to that demographic. <laughs> and now it's saying, you know, even in Hollywood, they're saying the new it girls are women over 50. I mean, <laughs> well, because that's good enough. I know, I know. And, and it's really, I'm busier than I've ever been. And a lot of it has to do with, um, with not just the dates I do with her, but also just being someone people are, comedy is hotter than it's been in the eighties. People want to laugh. I think a lot of it's coming out of the pandemic and all yes. that. And a lot of it's just the, the negativity that you hear all the time. So people want to go out and laugh. And, but I just, who would have thought at this point in my career, I would be busier than I've ever been. So I'm very blessed and, uh, and just love, you know, the travel gets hard. Yeah. I was, I was wondering about that. I guess you fly a lot of where you, where you going? You fly, drive, you, fly, just drive, whatever, yeah. you know, horses, yeah. you know, <laughs> however we need to get there. <laughs> Lucky, we get, whatever. yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I guess, I guess you've, you've been in Texas, uh, a, a hot minute. So Bucky's, have you made the trip? Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we stopped at Bucky's. Where were we driving <laughs> from? We were going from Sugarland to uh, Fort Worth. Yeah. This has just been a few weeks ago and we stopped at Bucky's, but uh, we actually have, uh, have those in Tennessee yeah. now. They're yeah. everywhere. It's really but expanding. Yeah. It is. It's unbelievable. But uh, yeah, we did Austin and San Antonio and Sugarland and, and uh, Fort Worth and just all over Texas. We love the Texas audiences. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful well, well we love you too <laughs> thank I mean, you this is just this is so much fun but um <clears throat> i like to end these little visits um it's a sort of a questionnaire that the late great james lipton would use on inside the actor studio Do you oh remember yes i love Do the actor studio well that's kind of my my take on it and so i'm going to ask you some questions okay um what is your favorite word My favorite word. I don't know that I've ever thought about that. The first one that comes to mind is happy. Yeah. Because I like for people to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, and you bring that to folks. What is your least favorite word? Hate. Yeah. I've heard that from quite a few of my guests. That's true. What turns you on emotionally, creatively, or spiritually? nature really yes i love uh the ocean i love uh, i've i always say when i go to the ocean it's like going to church i mean there's just i just feel such a presence such an energy yeah. and i always feel more creative in nature okay what turns you off creatively or emotionally or spiritually what turns me off um gossip negativity yeah. Yeah. People who are always um, looking at the dark side. Yeah. I, yeah. I just rid myself of that. I yeah, just don't. Uh, you know, your doctor doctor's yeah, orders. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, what's your favorite sound? Um, my Well, um, obvious is laughter, but it really is. Uh -huh. I mean, it's my favorite sound yeah. when people are. Ha I can remember being out with friends years and years ago and being at some people coming over because we'd just be laughing and having fun. Didn't matter what else was going on in the room and people coming over and saying, 
I just love the laughter coming from you ladies. And we're just having, we didn't, yeah, even, just having yeah fun. we're just having fun. But I, I, it surprises me at how much people, how much that's absent in so many mm -hmm. people's lives. And I just gravitate towards people who are light and, yeah. and have that in their spirit. Yeah, yeah. What is your least favorite sound? My least favorite sound? least favorite sound um, snoring <laughs> okay that's awfully hard to sleep when that's going on that's okay that works <clears throat> what other what other profession would you like to have tried oh gosh now this is a, 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 a 360 um but I am always very intrigued by, um, always say I'd have been a prosecutor, which that, that's, that's very different than, because I can't stand injustice. Right. It makes me insane. Yeah. And, um, but I also couldn't do that job because it feels like you're always arguing. And that, yeah. that's my least favorite sound is arguing. Ar right. <laughs> I okay. do not like that. Um, so, but... Uh, but I would have done. I would have done that. You know, I had a degree in health and physical education. I, I, I wouldn't have been a good teacher. It just it wasn't my gift. Yeah. I, I, and I thought that I again, it was by default. I thought I'd teach and coach. Right. And um, but it, it just wasn't. It wasn't me. But what? But I think I could have been a good lawyer if it didn't feel like I was always arguing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like to stand up for the person that I feel likes being, right? Uh, you know, and and animal abuse, I would be. That's right. I would be putting them away yeah. because under the jail. Yes, that's right. Because if you'll do that, you're doing a whole lot of other bad oh, stuff. That's for sure. So, um, and and the other thing besides, uh, I love CSI stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, I would love to investigate. Um, I know that sounds morbid, I guess. But no, well, I, it's not. It's like mysteries. It's yes, like I love unraveling. it. I love mysteries, yeah. and I love trying to figure out what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. So what job do you know you would not want to do? No, thank you. No, thank you to... Um, I, I, I wouldn't be a good nurse. I have so much... Um, now I'm. I feel like I am a caregiver with my mom. Uh, -huh. uh Not full time, but still I'm. Sure. Yeah. Oh, no. But I, you know, it takes somebody special. I think to be in that all the time, and um, I don't think I, I. I have a great compassion, but uh, it it's a hard job. Yeah. You know, and and when with the oncology nurses and dealing with. Uh, yes, you've been around a lot of oh, medical people. Oh, that I have so much respect for that, but it's so yeah. hard. And and now that. I, the other job uh, I didn't do that I thought about seriously doing was vet, but yeah. but again for every every time I lost one it would wreck me. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah, it's hard because I can't focus on what the good I did. I I see what I wasn't able to yeah, do. Yeah, what you yeah. who you weren't able to help. All right. Well, one last question: When you arrive at the pearly gates, what do you want to hear God say? You were a good and faithful servant. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well done. And he'd probably be, be laughing. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Because sometimes people will say to me, uh, 
uh, that you know, you shouldn't make a joke about this or that. And, oh, and I'm like, really? I mean, I guess you probably do. Here. Oh yeah. You do get you, all kinds of feedback. You can say, you could make a joke about puppies and they'll say, what about kittens? You're leaving. I mean, you know, it, oh, it doesn't matter. There's always something. And, yeah. and, and I'm just, <laughs> you all, can't please yeah, everybody. no, you can't. And, uh, yeah. If you make a joke about the Wizard of Oz, I'll say my mom was killed by house. So, you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't win, but, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe that God has a great sense of humor yeah. or I wouldn't have it. <laughs> oh, I, amen. I do. I thoroughly believe that as well. And, and, you know, I, I think he created, you know, this world we're in and the, and the laughter and the fun and to be able to just see the humor and things, it, it truly is a gift. And uh, you've certainly been using that well for a while now. For a while. And yes, I don't think I would have been given that gift if I wasn't supposed to use it. Right, so. right, right. And bringing, bringing so much joy to people. Thank it you. has been a delight for me. I'm so happy to get to meet you in person. So nice meeting you too. And it and, has been delightful. Yeah, well, and we've got you and that one of the tallest points in Waco. <laughs> we said the one tall building surrounded by Baptists. So here we are. See, I made you laugh. Yes, you did. <laughs> but that's an old joke. <laughs> Sometimes the old ones are the best. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I do hope to see you again, and uh, we'll certainly enjoy your show. And we hope to see you again soon on Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.